Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we are doing German Shuffle number seven. Number seven. Number seven. For those of you who have been here for a long time, you know the shuffle. You love the shuffle, I hope. Right? It's instead of one topic, we focus on many different tiny little topics and rants and what have you, all semi-related to Germany. Um, Maybe at some point we'll stop numbering them because do you really care that we're on German Shuffle 35? Probably not. But we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. Maybe we'll, we'll pull like an iPhone, you know, like once we get like 10 and then we'll just change the numbering to German X. Shuffle X. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 10 in Roman numerals. But obviously it's different than an actual number. That's true. It represents a number, but it's different. It's Roman. Anyways, you guys are waiting for a shuffle. Let's start the dance. Okay. <laughs> and thank you again for joining us. This is episode 78. Yeah. Here we are. That's crazy. Uh, having good times. Had a good interview last week with uh, Aspen uh, about Berlin versus, Bav- Berlin versus Bavaria part dos. That was a good time. So uh, good time. check that out if you haven't. But anyways, but before that, finish what you started here with, with, <laughs> okay. with this episode. Uh, the, you know, the a classic shuffle episode. Yeah, I, I always love a good shuffle. We have a good time with them. I think if we had to make a list of like our top favorite episodes for us, in terms of like just doing it, the recording part, I think Shuffle is definitely up there. Shuffle's up there. Q and A is up there too. I love yeah, the Q&A. Yeah, Shuffle and Q and A is one of our favorites. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're excited to do a, a nice uh, Shuffle. How many times can we say Shuffle? Let's find out. Let's, <laughs> so, someone counts for us and let us know. Okay, you're all saying move along. So we will. Let's shuffle, let's, shuffle, let's shuffle. move on to our usual news and shout outs section. Let's take it away. Yeah. Um, so again, for those of you who have listened to the past two episodes, I'm gonna mention it one more time, and probably a few more times after this. We are. Are planning on doing an AGDW meetup in person, in person, Physical. in Berlin. Yeah, and we'd love for as many of you who would like to, who are living in Berlin, or if you want to, you know, fly over and come hang out. <laughs> Actually, please don't. That's a lot of pressure. Don't, don't, please, don't. please. The, please, the yeah. event will not be worth it. Oh um, God, no, it won't. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have a meetup um, sometime September. We're gonna let you know probably next week. When exactly and where? Probably toward it's the end of September. So don't think yeah. it's going to be like this week. It's gonna right, happen. but it's going to happen. Um, September is upon us, and we want to do a meetup. We want to meet you guys, and um, we'll drink some whiskey. We'll have a good time. Maybe we'll do a little T-shirt raffle. We'll see. We don't know. Yeah. So for now, we're just trying to gauge interest and who actually lives in Berlin. We've already received um, a few responses to the last episode that we kind of we mentioned it. Right. So um, if you can, if you have the time, send us an Instagram message, a Facebook message, a message through our, our website, just to let us know um, that if you're interested, if you're, a you like the idea and you would be interested in going, just so we can gauge roughly how many people would actually want to. Because you know, if it's right, if it's nobody, we don't want to. Do, do be fair, Jeff. Like, I don't, don't want to make a big, a big thing of just you and me hanging out. Exactly, we, we do that All anyways. Yeah, you know, far too much. But yeah, if you guys are down, please let us know, and uh, we'll organize something that should be. You know, I don't know, an okay night. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> Next, again, yeah, thank you to those who have sent us donations. Um, I, I, again, we are a, a non-profit podcast currently without a sponsor. Um, so if, if, if you feel the need, um, you can go to, to the bottom page of any of the pages of our website, and we have a donation button there through uh, PayPal. And we appreciate every euro that comes yeah, in. Yeah, we're, we're very humbled every time we get a donation. Yeah, it's, we've received a great response um, over the years. So, um, but anyways, 
if uh, that's your thing, go ahead. And if not, we will continue to give you free episodes regardless. So all good. Exactly. It's a win-win for everybody, really. Exactly. Another news, for those of you living in Berlin, this could be very exciting for a lot of you because many people come to Berlin because they want to party and club. Party hardy. Actually, party hardy is one of our episodes, so go check that out. That is one of our episodes. One of the yeah. like, first 10, yeah. I think. Uh, starting this Friday, so by the time this comes out, last Friday... Berlin clubs will be allowed to fully open their doors to those that are vaccinated or have either recovered from the COVID-19 virus and have the antibodies. So there's a 3G in Germany. They're doing 2G. So vaccination or recovered. Yeah, they're, they're not allowing just the negative tests. You've got to be right. recovered or vaxxed. So yeah, you need one of those things. This is like pretty huge news for the Berlin economy as clubs like are the generally one of the last institutions to finally reopen uh, after the lockdowns. Prior to the pandemic, Berlin clubs brought in roughly 1.5 billion euros to the Berlin economy. Yeah, and according to the to the study, it was that was just in the year 2008. Yeah, 1.5 billion euros to the Berlin economy because that also includes all the hotels, all these people are staying in, exactly, you know what I mean? all the dinner they're eating when they're wasted after leaving the club, all this kind of stuff. You know, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that I read that. Yeah, party tourism is Berlin's biggest uh, money maker, and for the past you know two years almost. It's not been there. Yeah, so in the past two years, that $1.5 billion dropped to like uh, $1.5. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> uh, because um, the clubs were basically forced to be completely shut for the entire pandemic and only did kind of a soft reopening a couple months ago. But they were limited to the amount of people that could come in and people had to be wearing masks, fully masks even while dancing. So yeah. um, so it wasn't quite really a full reopening. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool they're opening up again. I just really hope that it's not going to uh, have any negative consequences yeah but I, it's, it sounds like they're gonna be pretty strict about it because i think if you're not the fines are huge, huge. so it's gotta and, be and the club would have to probably close you know so true yeah and that's not good pr no no and next up a big uh, big news in terms of the um government and uh politics of yeah. of germany huge um the big election is coming this september 26th yeah, right huge. so a few weeks and of course this is the election to replace Angela Merkel as the chancellor. She's been the chancellor, the leader of Germany, the biggest economy in Europe for six, 16 years. 16 years. She is stepping down uh, voluntarily. Oh, that's over half my life. It's been it's been Muti, you know? Yeah, she's been around. And, you know, um, I imagine in the States, you have the same president for 16 years. You know, it... I mean, of course, if, if you like her, it'll feel weird when, or him, it'll feel weird when they're gone because that's right. a huge chunk of your life. But anyway, so the, um, it's now time to choose a new chancellor yeah. and um, Germans are excited and terrified at the same time yeah, because it, is. It, it could it could go in very opposite directions. They have no idea what's I mean, going to happen. Pretty, pretty much is going to be a lot of the same, except with someone, in my opinion, who's a little bit dumber in the same party. Or it goes somewhere different in a more progressive way. So or far right, we don't know. Like that, that's, I mean, that's I, the way it went in Austria. Like you don't know. It's been going that way look, in a lot of countries. Luckily, with the polling right now, uh, it should not be going that direction. But you never know. It's right. a new election. It's a new. Uh, it's an unknown. It is an unknown. And uh, yeah, there's a first uh, debate between, or I guess, a tribate between the um, candidate for the SPD, for the CDU, and for the Gruna. And that was pretty interesting, but I don't know what's gonna happen. It's it's going all over the place. The polls, so nice. Also, another news, which is pretty uh, pretty awesome. Uh, last night we were on a we were interviewed on the Germanic American Institute in Minnesota, and yeah, it was it was their podcast called the Here Here spelled 
the German way. H-I-E-R. It's the Here and There podcast, which is affiliated with, yeah, this uh, cool organization. Yeah, and they, they I guess like an organization that tries to bridge, you know, the Americans and people with, Amer- with uh, German heritage in the States. And they help people learn languages. And uh, we had a really, really fun time on this podcast. Yeah, with with Gunther and Aaron, uh, kind of co-hosts of, of the show. And they asked us some really good questions. Yeah. They're, and and they're, said some very kind things about our podcast, which we just always assume nobody's heard of or would listen to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we had such a fun time that suddenly at some point he just stopped and he's like, any chance you'd come back for a part two? Because we've, we've already been going for over an hour. And we, and we were immediately, yeah, of course, we're going to do it. Yeah. That was so much fun. Yeah, it was one, it was one of the most fun inter, uh, times we were interviewed. Yeah, it, it was a good time. Really, really enjoyed it. And you, 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 if you want to check it out, it's uh, the G-A-I-M-N.org or you can find it you know, on Apple Podcasts yeah. and everything Well, it's, it's not the, don't add the the, it's just the, oh, true. it's just G-A-I-M-N.org. For Germanic American Institute in Minnesota. Yeah, and I, th- I think uh, they are in um, St. Paul. St. Paul, which is the capital of Minnesota. Yes, it is, Jeff. Yes, we, um, we, we try to get our facts about Minnesota correct. Min- Minnesota, we don't want to screw up anymore. Yeah, we, we had a, our, We've been our Mall of America debacle. <laughs> the, 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 the big the, scandal the we had. controversy, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so, but uh, how have you been? I'm, I, I, I keep saying I mean, that, but I know how you've been. To, because to be fair, spent, Jeff, I've so seen much you time together. every single day for the past, like... <laughs> five, six days. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty good. How about yourself? <laughs> no, uh, you know, I, I had a good time. We were at uh, your girlfriend's uh, family's house on a farm for the weekend. And those of you who follow us on Instagram will see some photos of us on there. And it was, it was a really good time. Uh, they have the most enormous pig I've ever seen in my life. I didn't know pigs get that big. It's incredible. If a grown man laid down on the ground, this pig would be longer than that man yeah. and would weigh about six or seven times more. It's just a Insane. massive pig. Yeah. But it's, it's just um, really fun. Uh, so I actually give some ba- ba- background behind the story. So uh, my girlfriend, it was her birthday. We had like a tra- traditional dinner in Berlin, but like her family offered like, hey, if you for your birthday, if you want to bring a group of your friends up to the farm, stay at the farm for the weekend, just kind of hang out, uh, that would be a thing. So took them up on that offer and we did a little road trip uh, to West yeah. Western Germany and stayed at the farm for the weekend. Yeah, it, it was super fun. And then we went, we went for a walk with, uh, with some ponies. I rode a lawnmower, a ride lawnmower. Uh, and that like, was really fun. The size of like a small car, like lawnmower. Yeah. yeah. I super enjoyed that. There was peacocks and chickens and, you know, typical farm animals. Horses and cows. And, and this one sheep would follow ducks. us around everywhere. And the sheep was awesome. Yeah, this one sheep that was like a dog, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a good time. Um, I would definitely love to go back there again. It's just also, you know, the air in, in, in the very in, in fresh the village and in the, in the farm is just so nice. At any location on that farm, if you just look through 60 around you, it's just green, right? It's beautiful. There's, you don't see another building for miles, except for maybe like a brick, other farm building, little, you know. Exactly. So that's just trees and fields. and Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice to get out of the city every once in a while, uh, especially in some other place in Germany I've never been before. You know, Germany has a lot to offer. And I feel like sometimes living in Berlin, you forget like, this is a pretty decently sized country and there's a lot to offer and it's so diverse in what you can see. So yeah. And sometimes you just forget you, that you need a break from the city life. Yeah, for you sure. Get, like you don't feel it until you're away from the city life. And then you're like, Oh, I needed this, this yeah. kind of uh, escape. I can probably do it for like a week and then it's then Then I go back to the city. Yeah. Then you I, go crazy. I need my dinner. But you know what helps with the craziness is the whiskey. Let, let's move on to that. Let's do it. Uh, this is a really, Interesting whiskey. I, I don't know why we got this. We wanted to get a German whiskey, and this one kind of popped up that would ship in time because, uh, as many of you might know, we are 
not good at planning ahead. Um, so we found this guy, and it's <laughs> on the cover is a famous old German actor, and it's a whiskey made after him. His name is Bud Spencer, and that's the name of the whiskey. So this, this is Bud Spencer. Bud Spencer, the legend. The legend. By St. Killian Distillers. It's uh, single malt whiskey, and it's non-chilled filtered and natural color, 49%. And it says, um, Rauchig, Rauchig, God, Rauchig, yeah, which means smoky at the bottom. So maybe it's like a scotch. Oh. But it was established in 2020. So I'm not sure if it was aged since then or it was aged before and then they established a label after yeah, that. It's either, it's I'm either assuming one it's year that. old or, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. And at the b- back it says, cheers. Wir stoßen mit ihnen auf Bud Spencer, die Legende. Which means like, we're cheersing auf, we're cheersing for Bud Spencer. Yeah, and the, the, and the picture on the front is him punching at you, uh, basically. See, it's, it's a weird thing. Apparently, he's not even German. He's Italian. Right. But uh, he was starred in a lot of German films, speaking German for whatever reason. There's a lot of like spaghetti westerns and comedies and stuff like that back in the day. Never seen him before, but we thought it would be kind of interesting and funny. And, hey, if anyone's a Bud Spencer fan, let us know. Let's check it out. Okay. Wonderful pop. Nice. It was like a gunshot sound because, you know, he did that in movies. All right, Jeff. Let's try this. Let's yeah. do it. To Bud. To, to, to Mr. Spencer. Hey, Spencer. Oh, that is smoky. I can just smell wow, it. Wow, that's super smoky based on the smell. Woo-hoo. That Don't is... put hair in your chest. <laughs> you all right? They put this in a fireplace and left it there for a few hours. Oh, my Lord. Ooh, that's really peaty. I like it. Ooh, and we all know I'm not a, I'm not a smoky guy. This that's is, true. This is, only, this is on the verge of being too smoky for me. Wow, it's very smoky. Um, all right. Well, that, yeah, that's that. Maybe this is what put hair on Bud Spencer's chest. <laughs> He's a hairy dude. <laughs> from the videos I watched of him. Anyways, uh, before we get into the episode, into another German shuffle numero sieben. Numero uh, <laughs> sieben. Spanish less German <laughs> mix. Uh, for those of you who are listening in Apple Podcasts, if you are so inclined, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Helps keep us going. We love reading them. And uh, hey, but you know what? If you don't want to, you don't have to. It's your life. Yeah, it's your hey, life. if you don't like the podcast, that ain't no, how's it go? No skin off my back. No skin off my back. But I, I hope you like it. And also, please check out our website. Now, Jeff, I've heard this before. God. I don't know if you have, but some do say... It is the best, the best website of all time. Okay. Yeah, see, it is. Uh, you can check it out. It's agdwpodcast.com. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on there, a lot of content. Um, I mean, ask the people around. This is the best one in the world. Content for minutes, man. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like um, four. But yeah, uh, th- thank you again to everybody who continues to listen. You guys are awesome and uh, you sent us amazing messages. So thank you. Yes. But, uh, for you know, it's time. We're going to shuffle Pull it up. Pull out that iPod. Put it on shuffle. Wicka, wicka. Let's go. Let's, let's, just, let's just dive in. What's our first one? The first one is cars honking for Turkish weddings. Yeah, and I can't speak for other cities, so I don't know if this is just a Berlin thing yeah, no or, idea. If, or if it's beyond. But, but in Berlin, and I remember the first few times I heard this happening, uh, you'd just be walking on the street, and then suddenly you just hear a parade of like 20 cars holding down their horns, honking, honking, and everyone turning like, what's going on? But of course, now that I, now when I hear that, I just know immediately it's a Turkish wedding. So yeah. it's kind of this, um, this tradition, which I, 
uh, guys, let us know if it's a tradition that, that they also do in Turkey. In Turkey, yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. Um, but basically, they'll drive around in these kind of like um, motorcades, if you will, of like uh, of everybody involved in the wedding, all their cars. And usually they have like decorations. Flowers. Um, attached to the car. Yeah. Flapping in the wind. And they just go drive through the city. I don't know if they're going somewhere specific or they're just going in loops around. And maybe, maybe they're going from you know the to like to the reception or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but it's super cool. And I live in a very Turkish neighborhood, so I hear it all the time. <laughs> and I always get really excited. I'm like, oh, cool, someone got married. Fun. Yeah, you know? they're kind of. An, I guess it's kind of like announcing to the world, hey guys, this cool event, big events happened. This courtship has happened. Exactly. But if you're um, one of the uninitiated, it can be terrifying because you're like, what's going on? True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also happens a lot for, I'm sure in other cities as well, for soccer games or football games. Um, you know, when when Germany wins, you just hear everyone going crazy. You're like, you, you know, if uh, there's a, there's a happens to be a game on, you're in the area near the pub where people are fans of that team, you'll hear people like cars going crazy. Yeah. But at least during that, you know, like, oh, it's the World Cup. I know what that is. Right. This exactly. is just some random thing at a random time. And you're like, oh my God, what's happening? You know, but it, it's really cool. I like that. Next one. Look at. Alex feels that the that the ring bond now to explain to everybody now we have uh, a very um, efficient public transit system in, in Berlin and, and large we have trams we have buses we have the subway and then we have something called the S-Bahn which the S-Bahn is basically an above ground subway it right. just has um, more distance between the stations it's more to kind of Rather to get you, you know, uh, like one kilometer away, it's more to kind of get you to the other side of Berlin, what have you, but you can use it for whatever. Yeah. And we have something called the Ringbahn, which is um, one of the lines that literally just does a ring around the main section of Berlin. Very, very useful uh, it's, it's super line. cool. And I, I wish every city had this because it makes a lot of sense. It's super practical. Absolutely. And so so the, now that you guys know what the Ringbahn is, here's the statement. Alex says that the Ringbahn is the best TV. Yes, it is. Uh, and I realized this one time, um, I was I was going out for the weekend and I had to go pretty far across the Ringbahn because I was going somewhere. Across and, the Ringbahn? I mean, I was going pretty far on the Ringbahn, you know, <laughs> on the ring. And uh, it, was a, it was a really nice day. I was, I was listening to music and I was looking outside the window. And what's really cool, cause it's above ground and, and it goes through the whole city, you know, it rings around the whole city. Right. So you get, hence Ringbahn. Hence Ringbahn. <laughs> so you get to see all, all the different districts of Berlin. So as you're going around, you get to like, it's just like, a, it's like a great best TV. So they get really cool views of the city. You see people on the streets, see cars, different leaves changing, different buildings, architecture through districts. And I just find it a really just awesome thing to look out the window and just enjoy it for what it is, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I realized that one day and I wrote it down as a little shuffle idea where I thought the Ringbahn is the best TV. TV. Nice. Yeah, that, that's actually a good point. Um, I think it also could apply to like any train anywhere, really. Um, you know, because just I think just it's one of the reasons why not driving a car is also nice. Like, For sure. You, you just kind of you're able to just sit and enjoy the scenery as you go by, whether it's around the Berlin Ringbahn or you're going, you know, the regional from Berlin to Munich or whatever. True. It's nice to just kind of like look out. And because usually it goes through a lot of like scenic areas, you know, you just have to see big fields and farms and, um, uh, yeah, and, and, and you can see how how the architecture of the different cities uh, change, you know. As exactly, you know. and I think it's just such a special thing to have something go around the whole city nonstop. You can sit there all day and just like go around and around and around and around. Yeah, keep in mind at some point it will stop, so don't fall asleep. Because I, had, I saw one guy that happened to when the ring bond ended at like 1 a.m. It was at its last station, and then it pulled off the ring bond to go into the oh, service no. area. Yep. And as it did, I saw 
all these empty cars go by and there's one guy oh, still asleep in the back oh, and, and he went off into the service sector so he probably uh, had a had a fright when he woke he up never yeah. seen again never no seen i hope again. he was i hope he was okay <laughs> yeah i'm sure he's fine yeah, yeah, I'm, sure. I, I'm sure it happens um more than once i'm sure it was like every single day yeah yeah it's berlin uh yeah next one jeff yeah, we're just going through the tracks. Remember, this is a shuffle. This is a shuffle. We're just shuffling it up really quick. And uh, this one applies to kind of just daily life in every big city. But for me, this is my experience, and I think both of our experiences in Berlin specifically. Yeah. Now, in terms of receiving packages, Amazon, what have you, uh, every building seems to have that kind of like that one or two main tenants that the delivery guys know are always home. And they always receive the most packages, you know, for their neighbors. Because, yeah. and a lot of times, the delivery guy, say the the packages for Schmidt, he won't even try Schmidt. He just he knows, okay, Herr Meyer is always home, and he just clicks and him, it to Herr Meyer, and, and it goes straight to Herr Meyer. Doesn't even try to get the guy Schmidt, who actually might be home. Who knows? Um, yeah, but it's, a, it's it's an interesting thing, and um, it's super I think, annoying to be honest. Yeah, one of the reasons I bring it up is because during COVID. As I mean, a lot of people working from home, but like I specifically freelancer, I didn't, I had some people had a place to go, but I was always at home um, and still am always working from home. And very quickly, the um, DHL guys, the Amazon guys realized that I was always home and suddenly were just oh, great. bringing me four or five packages in a row. And they weren't even trying my neighbors who I knew were home above me. They were just going straight to me. Um, and it, be it became just a super annoying. And then, and then you have just a bunch of boxes right near your door all the time. And I'm sure some people didn't come pick them up for like weeks, right? Yeah. Well, we have this one neighbor who's just he's ordering stuff for his, um, his little kid. And it's just like, like these kind of play pens stuff that are huge. I'm talking like th one meter tall, three foot tall boxes. God. And there's this one company that they're always shipping these bright green boxes and sometimes, sometimes you have three or four huge bright green boxes blocking your, what do you kind of call it? Your foyer, whatever yeah, you call sure. it. Like, not your, I don't know, a foyer, but you know what I mean? Like just the entrance. The entrance to your apartment. To your apartment. And that's why it's like, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but, and especially like sometimes they will, even though I, they're home every day, they'll wait a week or two to pick up the packages. Oh, such a pain. And so you have all these packages sitting there. Uh, I just, I, I'm like, I can't, I already have three packages. I can't take more. Like, cause then it's all night. There's people coming to your, you know, you're trying to eat dinner. There's people coming, picking up their packages, picking up their packages. Man, like, fair, fair enough. I, yeah. In my old apartment that I lived in, uh, for lucky for me, the woman who was, took the packages was right across the hall from me. Mm. So it was pretty easy to get them. And like, I'll say 70% 70, 70 of the time she had them cause I was never home. My girlfriend's never home. Yeah. So that was easy to get. And uh, yeah, she was always home. And a new apartment, I'm not really sure yet who that person's going to be because <laughs> we're all so fresh at the moment. But we have like, this one like um, big WhatsApp group chat that we're all in. For so everybody like, in the building, right? Right. So it's like, hey, I have a package of someone if you want to come pick it up. It's like, oh, cool. I'll come tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, whatever. Like, all right, don't worry. So that's been kind of nice and easy. Um, luckily, I have not been the person because I'm not home often. But I have on a Saturday a few times open a door. DHL guys like, you take this? I'm always like... Yeah, I mean, I'm here. Of course, I can. But sometimes they trick you because they'll say, "Oh, I've got a package for you," and you're like, "Great!" So you buzz them in, and they come in, and then they're holding three packages, and they give you the one for you, and they're like, "Oh, can you take these for your neighbor?" And oh, they, by the way, yeah, and they know you're not gonna say, uh, or they know you're not gonna say no because our friend childish, he once said no to the guy, and then the guy um, basically ghosted him and would not deliver him packages anymore because he was so angry that the guy said that he said no once you know um so you gotta be you gotta be careful these guys can be sensitive yeah i mean if, if you're ordering a lot of stuff from dhl or just generally usually in germany it's most likely going to be dhl 
be nice to the delivery driver because you don't want to wind up like your buddy Chadash. Yeah. And actually, all my packages, I have them delivered to a pack station, which is like a, what's the... Like a P.O. box. Like a P.O. box. Yeah. So anyone says that I'm being rude by like not answering the door, I'm not making other neighbors get my packages. I'm sending them to a P.O. box. So that way, no neighbor has to deal with my packages. And then uh, when I'm not in the mood, I don't have to deal with neighbor's packages. You yeah, know? Fair enough. Yeah. It's your apartment. If you don't have packages in there, you know that, that's your choice. Yeah, and again, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's just I have some neighbors that really it's minimum four or five days, usually a week before they pick it up. I, like, I'm fine taking it as long as they pick it up. The, that day or the next day or whatever. Yeah, sure. But when it's there for weeks, and I mean weeks, it's just... I mean, to be fair, there's been times where neighbors had my package, and oh my God, I just realized I didn't get one of mine like from months ago. Oh man, you're one of those guys. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> I, I tried going like six times, and every time oh, I rang no, their you, bell, oh, they were at home. Oh, okay. So that, that's different though. If you're trying, that's fine. But I find that also annoying where they, someone takes a package, and then they're never home. So like, why is he the package anyways? It's Yeah, it's true. And we had one time where somebody went game came to give us a package, and we said... I know, please don't like, we're literally leaving tomorrow for a week. So this person won't, you know, they, they pay for prime. They won't be able to get the package. And then he went to somebody else. Hmm, we just told a total stranger, we're not gonna be home for a week. You know what I mean? Oh, like, true. Good. Not, but, 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 but <laughs> it's a balance. Cause like, okay, I don't want people to know I'm not home, but also I also don't want to tell them I'm not taking the package just cause I'm a dick. I want to mention like the reason is cause I don't want to take it. And then the guy's trying every day for this package and maybe it's an important thing and he can't get it because I'm on vacation, you know? That, that's so, a real catch 22, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what, what do you do? Yeah. What do you guys think? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? It's a song. Next one. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this next one is called balloons outside of stores. Yeah. Alex is going to have to fill in for this one because this is also a one that I wasn't quite sure what he meant by this. See, I'm sure this happens all around the world, or at least, you know, in the Western world, is, you, you know, when there's a new store opening, to put a few balloons outside and say, you know, new opening to attract. Yeah, they want to advertise. They got the guy spinning the sign, you know, right. doing the cool flips to, to, in a monkey, attract, monkey suit or something. Yeah, like, exactly. like, yeah, yeah. To attract. Um, it happens. It does happen. A guy <laughs> in a monkey suit. Looked at, me like, looked at me like that's never happened, but that well, happens. You, you kept going, and I imagined in my head a guy with a sign, and a guy in a monkey suit with a sign. Then yeah. I imagined him spinning it, and it was really funny in my yeah. head. Oh, yeah, well, I've seen it before. It's like an ape sh- Cause like, and it, the, the store wasn't even ape related. They were just like, they just knew if you saw us on the street, it's going to grab your attention. Oh, side, side fact. I, uh, I used to have a pink ape monkey suit. Hey, it's pretty fun. Good on you, buddy. Thank you. I made it into pants and used it to play on li- live when I played guitar on a band. Nice. So been a, pink fuzzy pants. It's been warm though. It was hot. Oh my. Anyways. Uh, yeah, you have a few, a few, uh, balloons and whatever. But I noticed here in Germany that other, when there's like a new opening, I think it's, and more in my district, and I've seen around. I, I'm not sure if it's like a. I don't think it's a German thing. It might be like a Turkish and Arabic thing. I'm not really sure, but they have like these balloon. Um, what are they called? Like arches mm-hmm. all around the front of the shop with like a bunch of flowers, and there's probably like a hundred balloons. It's really wild, and I think that other shops like kind of give them these giant flowers to put outside as well. It's like a welcome to the neighborhood. But I, and it's you think huge. other shops are buying them flowers? Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. I think so. Mm. Cuz you see like one day you see the balloons like of some flowers and like at the end of the week they have like all these giant bouquets of flowers maybe it's just, outside. Maybe it's the family and friends other people who own that shop rather than it, it could be that too, but I'm not, I'm not really sure what it is. If anyone does know, I'm interested. I'm interested. Um, but I, I don't know, I find it really cool and I see it all the time in my neighborhood of these of these newer shops and usually they're like Dunaladins or um or Turkish restaurants. Mm. And what is a Dunaladin? Uh, a place to a dinner restaurant to get dinner. Mm. Delicious. And what's a dinner? 
A delicious meaty kebab. There you go. Sorry, we've been trying lately. We, uh, one of our friends pointed out that we often will mention very German-specific things and then just pretend like you guys all know what they are. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, so now somebody's like, oh, he just said Dönerladen. What the fuck's Dönerladen? True. Now well, they know. Dönerladen is the best food in the world. Just look it up and come to Berlin and get some. But speaking of the balloons, see, when he mentioned this, I think it's something that probably happens everywhere in the world. Um, so if you guys can send in a message, be like, hey, if, if in your hometown, uh, not in Germany, if it's normal to put a balloons out in front of a, uh, the opening of a and, shop, and let us know. not just balloons, like a giant balloon arch. The size of a standard door. No, they're, they're bigger than that. They're huge. Like, like two mm. doors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So about three feet wide and about uh, eight feet tall. More than that. Okay. But anyway, so like if in your hometown you've seen a balloon arch for a, a store opening, let us know just so we know if this is a German thing or a Berlin thing or a yeah, worldwide maybe thing. I'm just an idiot and I'm very unobservant or I don't know. But it's something I noticed that I should bring it up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting it down. I just thought our I, listeners I, I, are I gen- interested. I generally want to know because I don't know. Is this a German thing or is this around? So guys, if, if, you, if, you, if you know, let us know. True. There's a lot of no's in that. If, if, if you don't know, now you know. We want to be in the in the know. We're in the know. Yeah. Nose. In the nose. In the nose. Multiple information. Um, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on because we're, we're, babbling, we're sniffle. babbling like bastards right now. This is, this is an interesting one that I think uh, will affect people's lives in general. Because this everybody, is actually the first uh, useful one. Right. Because everybody eats. Everyone, most people cook or bake at some point in their lives, right? I never baked. Uh, oh, okay. But you've cooked. I've, I, I, I can cook. Oh, yeah. I can cook good. Yeah, you, I cook okay. I, I, I make I make it a pizza. Spatula. <laughs> I make it a pizza, uh, and this refers to like food and uh, baking ingredients, and, and and there's certain things that are very prevalent in the U.S. That when right. you, when you come to Germany and you're like, why can't I find this is a basic thing? Why can't I find it? And one of one of the first ones to mention in terms of um, baking, you know, like baking powder, or something that almost universally you have to use in most cake recipes, um, pretty necessary pastries, etc. baking powder. That's now, why it's called baking powder. Now, well, what might happen to you if you're from the US and you come to Germany and you're following uh, your your recipe, the same recipes you used before, you'll notice suddenly that things are not, your, your cake's not rising, your bread's not rising. You're like, what's going on? And what's, what's going on is that in the US, baking powder is what's known as double acting and baking powder in Germany is single acting. So the baking powder in the US is actually tri- twice as strong. So, so when that's it, so, crazy. So what happens, say your, your American recipe, you know, the one you've been using for this one cookie the entire time, it's like, uh, you need four teaspoons of baking powder. So you get, you buy baking powder at your German grocery store, you put four teaspoons in, it's not going to do it. You have to actually almost double it to eight teaspoons to right. get it, to get the effect of four American teaspoons. So just keep that in mind. You, you might ruin a few, a few pastries or recipes. No, that, that, that's actually a very useful tip. And for anyone who's wondering, uh, if you're just new here and you want to bake, baking powder is Backpulver. Here Backpulver. Which don't get that confused because baking soda is this thing called natrone, which uh, is in a green package. So that's that's different than Backpulver. Yeah, Backpulver is what you want. It's ba- usually an orange package a lot of times. Yeah, baking soda. Uh, so the Backpulver is not baking soda. It's baking powder. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Right, exactly. That's important. Um, and, and another thing about, um, about baking, I guess, or just cooking generally, especially uh, cakes, specifically pancakes, uh, it's very hard which is hard for a New Englander like me or if you're from Canada, to find uh, syrup. Like, or in California, we have syrup too. I'm sure you have syrup. Like you a know. Canadian or Rhode Islander. I mean, you know, 
we we got the we got the good no, stuff. No, we've got the candy. We can we get the Canadian syrup in California. Um, but that is uh, harder to find here in Germany, especially if you want uh, maple syrup, like the real stuff. any syrup, any syrup, any really. syrup you put on a pancake. Like, and this is so rare that okay, so that rare. But when I do, in fact, like happen upon it in a grocery aisle. Even though I don't need it, I'll buy it because yeah. it lasts forever, and I'll, I'll put it in the back of my things, so uh, back of my you know uh, cupboard, just so I have it. You know. And the thing is, if you do find it, it's in a really really small uh, yeah. glass bottle, and it's like five euro, five like eight. It's incredibly expensive. And it's about like a third the size of an American bottle of syrup, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So. so um, but but it's things like that, and also like va- like uh, vanilla extract, which you you know you yeah. you put in a lot of things, also hard to find. Another one that is hard to find here in Germany is uh, if you want to make a red velvet cake, it's really hard to find that red velvet because uh, a lot of the food coloring here is not as bright as it is in the States. So every time my girlfriend goes back to the States, she always gets uh, a bunch of red velvet mix so she can make it here in Germany. That's interesting because I find red, first of all, red velvet, like I don't, that's not, for me, is not common at all. Like, uh, so for me, I wouldn't find that as weird because nobody in California was, or that I knew was making red velvet cakes. Really? No, I, yeah. I, I find it's like decently common. Like a, like a, Maybe in Rhode Island, but in, I don't know. Yeah, or at least where, where I grew Maybe up. Maybe the East Coast is a bigger thing. When I grew up, I think I saw like in my life one red cake. Really? Yeah. Like red, I saw you red velvet cupcakes. It's a pretty big thing. With I vanilla frosting, they're red and white. I don't know. Yeah. Good for uh, 4th of July, you know? Mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, uh, also hard to find. Oh yeah. And, and also just like things like uh, you know, you you want to make cookies? You, you go to you go to a grocery store in the U.S. They have these two pound plastic bags of just chocolate chips, right? Oh my god! And, and here, I looked for them for ages, and the best you can find is the box the size of like a deck of cards. It's about hundred grams yeah. of chocolate chips. These small chocolate chips, and again, it costs a lot, and you have to buy five of these boxes. It's for, yeah, but yeah, it's like basic things that for some reason are just not that common. But maybe because. Chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookies are not that common, or not Which as is, common, or I don't know. I mean, they're not that common for sure. Chocolate chip cookies are definitely a very American uh, pastry, but you think like chocolate chips, how hard is it to make a chocolate chip? Yeah, and why does it come in such small, like, like no, it's just come in a huge bag. Like, I'm making big batches of cookies here. Like, I, these little, and these boxes, I'm not joking, it's the size of a deck of cards. Like, it's tiny. Yeah, it's bizarre. I, I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, because we weren't allowed a lot of candy at home. But we'd always have chocolate chips. My mom wants to make, you know, brownies or cookies. Uh, and I'd always, you know, go to the pantry and grab like, you know, said giant bags. Handful. grab handfuls of it. No one knows <laughs> I took it because so, the bags are so big. You can't tell if, I, if my little hands took like mouthfuls of chocolate chips. Little, little do you know is when your mom finishes using it, she, she measures it to the gram and writes it down somewhere. And then she measures it the next time like, oh, 40 grams missing. 40 grams missing. Alex. My son's have diabetes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, moving on, but also uh, food related. This is an interesting one that Alex noticed. Uh, kind of, uh, maybe you could say a pet peeve of Alex's, if you will. This is kind of a pet peeve, and um, it, it's pretty wacko. But uh, so you know, when you go to the grocery store and you you know you buy some grapes, I prefer the grapes to be in like a paper bag because I think it's better for the environment, and also it's like I don't need a giant plastic container to throw away for grapes. Sure, but a, a lot of times all they have is plastic containers. It's how it is, unfortunately. In the States, when I buy a, uh, a box of grapes you know, in these plastic boxes, they usually have holes in the bottom so I can clean them. I can well, put f- it for drainage. For drainage. So I can put it under the sink. You mean clean, clean the, um, the, the grapes. grapes. Yeah, not, yeah. I'm not cleaning the box. No, I, <laughs> maybe you want to reuse it because you said you didn't like how they weren't recyclable. I don't That's know. Fair enough. Maybe you're doing your crafting. I don't know. Maybe some crafting. Uh, you know, I want to clean the grapes and, and you know, with the holes in the bottom and let's it drain. But here, there's no holes. 
So I'm trying to clean the grapes and just filling up with water so I tip the whole thing over with my hand over it. And you always lose, lose like one or two grapes. You lose one or two grapes. Into the sink, you know, yeah. and it's dirty. But I, I want to be fair because there might be some supermarket chains that do in fact have these holes. Like we're, you're, I think you're referring only to Netto and Reva. I, I, I shop at Netto and Reva, so maybe it's different and Attica or, you know, Kaufman or something like that. But, but, where but I Netto, shop, Netto and Reva, are, they're, they're big chains. So like, they're pretty uh, big. That's, that's, and actually... If you have holes, it's actually a little bit less plastic. Less you can plastic. melt. You can melt all the little pieces into it's, more containers. It's yeah. super bizarre because sometimes Reva or Nero do have the ones in the um, paper bo- uh, bag, which if they have them, I usually buy those. But it's super bizarre that you know Germany is pretty forward thinking when it comes to the environment and recycling and things like this. But when you go to the grocery store, there's still so much shit wrapped in plastic that's just so unnecessary. But to be fair, so like all these grapes. I think the reason the packaging changes because for shipping, no, the the place it's coming from changes all the time. And if you look like this plastic containers, it'll say from Spain. So it's been packaged in Spain, not in Germany. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's been packaged wherever it's coming from, which, which does change from I think like month to month the location, right? But, I, I just noticed that plastic is really difficult to recycle. It just it just kind of it's just one of these pet peeves that really annoys me. Like we don't need to put all of our fruit in in in, in plastic, man. But I think this is just this is a genuine problem In everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say Germany; it's everywhere, the states, um, wherever. Just a general pet peeve, then. General pet peeve. Yeah. Another interesting one that we were actually recently reminded of when we were um, at the farm. Yeah. Because it was my girlfriend's actually thirtieth birthday, and in Germany, if you're unmarried, regardless uh, man or woman, right, they have these weird traditions that that most people do. I think actually mo- probably more in villages that, than places for, like for, Berlin, for I'm sure. guessing. And I, I think it's also like 30th or 25th, maybe even a 20th birthday. And um, yeah, so if you're 30 and you're a woman, you have to clean... And un- unmarried. And unmarried, sorry. You have to clean the doorknobs of usually the Rathaus or the the, 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 the town hall is usually the old school tradition. But uh, she had to clean because we weren't at the town hall because there only is a town hall where they live. It's a giant farm. No, no, there's, there's a town hall for the nearby village, but it require like going out there. And But they were, they were more um, uh, uh, creative about it, let's say. Right. And instead of like a big brush or something, they brought like uh, this uh, Q-tips. Q-tips. <laughs> For, for her and she's like what is this for and they had actually put like some dirt on like six or seven different doorknobs around the house throughout this farmhouse and at each station each door she would clean and then she would find uh, a, a balloon that had a, a different picture of her when she was a kid kind of di- like each picture was a different age in her life yeah, that, so, that was fun um, so she had to go from room to room cleaning these doors or trying to find which doorknob was the one she had to clean with these little q-tips took forever so it's kind of ver- a variation of the rothouse cleaning one right and I think that's because you're supposed to be cleaning the doorknob to prepare for because at the is that rat house is where you go to like register your your marriage right so it's I like so, it's, yeah. it's to prepare your yourself walking through the door ah, eventually fine. to get married I think um, and and at the and for men I believe you have to uh, uh, sweep, unmarried unmarried men sorry you have to sweep the steps of the rat house so I remember I'm on um, my girlfriend's brother's thirtieth birthday I was at the small village with him and he had to of course after a night of drinking stuff like that. Everyone goes to the Natos with him. You know, it's a small six-person village. So, like, and he's also the mayor. So, like, everyone knows him. And so, he had to go to the Natos. Everyone's throwing all their bottle caps on the steps. So, he's sweeping them off. More bottle caps on the steps. So, he keeps sweeping for, like, half an hour. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's a really weird, fun uh, tradition in Germany. And uh, I think in, like, when you're 25, you get a bunch of, like, old cigarette packs or something like that. 
Uh, but for for women, it's kind of like they give you. It's like an old shoebox or something. Oh, shoebox, well, yeah. I I I I don't want to go any further because I'll I'll totally misremember what it is. But but there oh there's something about a shoebox and then they give you there's something that you line up and then every like meter you walk you have to like take a shot. Uh, Something like that. But there's a lot of really cool uh, birthday traditions here in Germany. I don't know about cool, but it's more because uh, it's actually kind of like they're punishing you for being unmarried. But that's but it's, it's all very like tongue in cheek and fun and not like it's not meant to be serious at all. I, I'm sure if some people are really like down about it, maybe they could take it really seriously. Yeah, well, it's also just like what, what it's, it's making it out to be a bad thing. Like, oh, you're still you're not married and at the age of 25 or 30, and which is a very normal thing. Like, I understand. 50 or 100 years ago. I think that's where this comes from. That's where it comes where from. Where you're yeah, an old, of course. like, you know, you're considered an old maid at 30 or whatever, but it's a very normal thing now. So it's weird that, that keeps going because it's kind of like, oh, you're, you don't have a man in, in your life. Like, oh, you're, I, I, yeah, it's just, I, I think it's kind of cheeky and fun because it's old, just old tradition from, you know, probably back in like the 1720s. Yeah. But I think it'd be better if they made you do it at, at your 30th birthday. But it had nothing to do with being unmarried or married. Like, just like, oh, it's your 30th birthday. You have to go clean the rot house. Yeah, like, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I think that's fair enough, Jeff. Um, so thank you, Alex. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> that was very sincere. Yes. Another one. This is actually someone asked us this question. And it had to do with materialism of Germany versus the States. So he, he mentioned a lot of like Amazon Prime. Like, are people using Prime here like they are in the States? Yeah. It's like, are, are people... Yeah, it's like are people using uh, Amazon as much as in the states, or are they are they, are they shunning it because they they'd rather shop from home? And also mentions a few other things like people need, needing you know the latest and greatest gadgets, like the newest iPhone, and uh, you know things like Black Friday, where he mentioned you know people are stampeding, often injuring people just to get to save a few bucks on you know on right. electronics, and also just generally. Uh, what's it like online shopping versus shopping at your local mom and pop kind of thing? Like basically, like, uh, he was asking, is there as much materialism in Germany as there is in the U.S.? Was and, his general question? Yeah. And to, to be fair, it's hard to answer because you know we're just saying what we see. But Jeff did do a little research, and he found that's actually pretty comparable, especially in terms of like online shopping usage. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at the numbers for um, for Germany and the U.S. and and there were there were graphs that showed overall retail and it split it into you know actual physical brick and mortar local businesses versus online shopping and between germany and the u.s the numbers were almost identical and actually there was one year where germany had about one or two percentage more um online shopping than in in the u.s um so those are pretty comparable and yeah it's hard to say material like are germans as materialistic as the u.s i don't know but what i will say is at least in terms of amazon i would say the same amount of Germans use Amazon as in the states. Like I don't see any difference there. I mean, I've, I mean, all, all day long there are Amazon packages arriving for me and all my neighbors and everybody in the neighborhood, and it's just continuous. And I mean, it's just it's and 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 I'd rather shop at a local shop, but Amazon is just greatly cheaper for a lot of things. Yeah, and and especially when you're not doing well financially, that that stuff does add up. You so see, you, you know, it's like you, you'd like to make a stand, but your bank account doesn't allow you to. So it's you know, and and even for us, like the majority of the whiskeys we get are on Amazon because and there are some lovely local whiskey shops but when you go every single whiskey is 10 to 15 euro more than you could get it on Amazon so right. and with our limited budget we can't we can't make that choice because it just adds up to hundreds and hundreds of euros more right so it's just yeah no for sure um 
And and in Germany, in terms of like brick and mortar shopping, is of course there's, there are giant chains. There's H and M. There's a lot of the American ones. There's the um, Touren, which is like the Best Buy. Uh, Media Market is the Best Buy. Exactly. They, they have. On, and every village you go to has a DM. Like they all have the same kind of chains that you do in the U.S. Right. Yeah. But I, but I would say like there are there is no like these big these big box stores. So like Target and Walmart do not exist. And Walmart tried coming here, never worked out. And I'm really happy about that to be honest. So I I know in Berlin there are a lot of really a lot of small mom and pop shops. How long they're open for? It's hard to say because there's just so many throughout the city. I know where I live, they're the ones that have been there six years ago when I moved in. A lot of them are still there, which is really nice to see. Yeah. And I know some areas of the city, like they some come and go all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. But uh, there are a fantastic amount of small mom and pop shops all throughout the city that um, are really nice to visit. And they have really cool, unique items that you can't get anywhere else. So I think you are if you are visiting Berlin, it's really cool to walk down a few of these areas, especially right where you live, Jeff, there's a huge street of yeah. all these beautiful places. Yeah, there are a lot of them, but a lot of them are extremely overpriced and I can't afford them. So I have to yeah. go online, which again, it's like, I don't want to say it just comes down to dollars and cents, but honestly, a lot of times it does. Again, if, especially if your budget is really low, uh, if, if, you know, I made more money, I'd maybe be able to say screw it um, and go to the mom and pop places more often. I just can't afford it though. Like yeah, the, no, save, the savings is just, just so big, you know. Um, like I'd rather not support Amazon, but it's just yeah. so, so convenient and so cheap. I, I I hate it, but it's just it yeah, is the way we, it is. We we've been trying to like my girlfriend. I've been trying to go to them more often. Like I guess not like more often than before, but not super often because they are expensive. Hmm. And just trying to get like a few nice quality items here and there uh, for our new apartment and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's nice, and, and you get to like you get to know people, you know, in the neighborhood. I think it's it's a nice thing. Absolutely, yeah. It all just comes down the budget. Like, like that's anywhere, that's anywhere in the world, though. It's that's not unique to. No, no. But to his, us. his question is: is the level of materialism Germany versus U.S.? Yeah, that's his question. And no, I would say, like, I, in my opinion, I would say it's exactly the same. I, 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 I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I don't. I've never seen a difference between the amount of materialism. Honestly, I disagree. I think it's a little bit less here, but I think it is still very high. I mean, it's it's a capitalistic country, like like the states is. I mean, it's it's the Europe's biggest economy. So, exactly. So everyone here is generally flush with cash if you will like compared to places that are not you know exactly I mean? so, and like there is no like black black friday is a newer thing here it wasn't when i moved here it wasn't that big of a thing yeah but not now they do it yeah but now it's definitely a thing but it's not and cyber monday is cyber also a monday, thing here yeah but it's not like uh people aren't dying like you go to the shops and like they're really crowded but that's about it. And you have like some better-ish deals, but it's not like... Yeah, but I, I don't think the shops here, they're opening up at 3 a.m. No, and there's no, a no. line of people. I, I, I never saw that, never heard of that. So I don't think that's a thing in Germany yet. No, I went to Black Friday once where I bought my PlayStation 4 a few years ago. I got like, a really good deal. And it was like, it was just more crowded. It wasn't a zoo or anything like, you know, it wasn't wild. So it's it's there, but it's not huge. And I, I hope it doesn't become like, I don't want people to die for buying a TV. That's crazy, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, to save 20 bucks, you know. It's yeah, just, it's just absolutely wild. It's not worth it. Yeah, but yeah, and also you asked like, um, or well, he said in his opinion, you know, that, uh, you know, Americans, they, it really depends where you live, but need the, the newest newest and greatest gadgets sure. and technology and stuff. Again, it depends where you live, I think. But but he said like, is it like that in Germany? And honestly, it's a question I can't answer because it's it, hard to say. It's something that you would really have to like take the time to research and to and to watch people and to ask people, hey, do you have the newest iPhone or do not? Or I, mean, I, I, I don't I know. I do know when like a new product releases, maybe 
I, I just don't find as much fanfare here for it than there is in the States, maybe because it's not an American company. Like, I know when the iPhone, new iPhone releases, or maybe it's just that I'm older now. I don't know, but I remember back in the day, people would be like, oh, new iPhone, wild. And I feel like when I'm here, it's kind of like, hey, iPhone's out. It's like, all right, I'll get it in a few years when it's cheaper or something like that. I, I feel like people aren't upgrading their, their things as, as often as they did in the States. Or Yeah, but it's hard to say because like, okay, we're say. not doing that, but we can't speak for everyone else. Exactly. Berlin, I, so. I really don't know. Um, yeah. I, There's influences here like everywhere else. I'm sure they're doing it. I really have no idea. Yeah. Hard hard question to answer, but very good question. Glad glad you sent that in. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Now, another interesting one that we found this weekend on the farm, Jeff. Oh, true. Was the Mitvara bench. Now, we posted now, a picture on Instagram. We say that like we know what it is, but I hadn't heard of it till we saw it. This is the first time I've ever seen it in my life. But I think it's a really cool concept. I think really it's a really cool, cool. community yeah. concept. So when we, were, when we were picking up my girlfriend from the train station, she came a day later. Um, we well, First of all, we came in a tractor being in a tractor in a wagon being pulled by that. So yeah. that's pretty fun. Oh, and he didn't mention, but where we were was this was the uh, train station near the village where my girlfriend's farm right. is. So, exactly. so the, keep in mind, it's a very small village in the middle of nowhere with a huge lack of public transportation. True. The context is big. So we went to go pick her up. We noticed at the train station, there was a sign that said Mitfada bench, which means like... Oh, Mitfada bank. Bank. Which is for means bench. It's yeah. a different word for a bench. Yeah. Ex- exactly. And, and Mitfada is kind of like someone to drive with, like... Passenger. It literally means with driver. Yeah. It's like a passenger bench, right. I guess. Our buddy who was German was explaining it to us because we've never seen that before. And I guess because the area does have buses, but you know, it's probably, it probably run every hour or so. And I think at 8 p.m. they just finished. So if, yeah. if you're coming back from a bar and it's midnight, you there's literally nothing for you to get home and your farm's maybe half an hour away, right? So, right. So there's this Mitfada bank where I guess you can sit on and people will come by and say, oh, you need a ride? And you say, yeah. And they'll drive you to your little village house yeah it's cool so basically like sitting there is a signal to everybody that like you're in need of a carpool basically and and it's cool because like in these small village in a big city it wouldn't work right it's kind of of weird but in these small villages everybody kind of knows everybody so like oh hey steve yeah southern hospitality aptitude and even if not they're like because we had a weird thing when we were there we're all hanging out waiting for your girlfriend to arrive and this uh, random guy just kind of came by and he, he saw our wagon and the tractor was just talking to us he did. He didn't know any of us, and he was talking to um, my girlfriend's friend, and just asked her, "What's your last name?" And she said her last name, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know your family." You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so it's like it's like it's it's this, it's this big area in terms of like physically, but in this this huge sprawling area, there's maybe. 20, 30 families, right, that live wild, spread, eh? spread out in these different farms. So everybody kind of knows everybody. So if somebody pulls up and they and you just go like, oh, hey, I'm the son of, you know, blank to blank, the, you know, like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll give you a ride, you know, whatever. Son of blankety bank of, of Nazareth. <laughs> of Nazareth, blankety blank of Nazareth. Uh, but yeah, r- really cool because, yeah, I, I'd say like, especially if you're, say you're younger, you're 18, you know, you, you're probably often taking the train to the nearby bigger city and, yeah. um, to go to the bars, meet your friends. And you're coming back at a time when, and that area we checked, there's no Ubers, there's no subway, obviously there's no tram. There's, there's no, no taxis. So I'm it, sure there's taxis you can like call to pick you up, but. But it's the middle of nowhere, so it's probably, the, the price is probably woohoo. You yeah. Know? So I, I think it's a really cool, interesting thing. And we also found something really cool next to it as well. Right. Really, really right next to it. Which I've never seen before. And that was a vending machine. And that's it. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it, it was cool because it was a vending machine that sold all the items that were being um, grown or uh, cultivated, produced in that area, produced from the local farm. So, so, so it was full with like local 
eggs from the farm yeah. right down the street. Uh, local cheese made at the farm right down the street. Sausage. Yeah, sausage. Milk. Yeah, milk from, from the cows, you know, down the street, whatever. Yeah. So, so it's all, and when I say local, I mean, this is stuff you, you're not going to find even at the BO section of grocery store. This stuff is, is, is really just like you're going to find it in this vending machine. And it's cool because, again, both these things are right in front of the where you get off at the local train station. So maybe it's, you know, Sunday, nothing's open, and you go, oh, I got nothing at home. Or you get home late, and I'm sure the grocery stores aren't open that late there. So you're like, hey, I need some eggs for tomorrow morning. Go to the vending machine, grab some eggs, and you're good. I, I, it was such a – we were staring at it for a long time. We, we, thought, we thought it was so cool. Well, then we put a picture in our uh, in our extra section. And everything there is so fresh and from down the street. And I remember, yeah, we looked at it, and we're like, oh, if, if I had $40 and change, I would buy like 10 things from here. You know what I mean? Like it all looks oh, so good. Oh, for sure. And of course, it was always, you know, uh, cash only because – that's what things are in no small little places. Well, of course, and it's, you know it's a vending machine, so and it's not it's not like a fancy vending machine with touch screens and stuff, because you know you know as it is. But you know, speaking of not so natural and fresh food, uh, <laughs> that's kind of my lame transition to our final shuffle of the day. True. Now, some people ask us, you know, what our process is, our creative process for this podcast. Has anyone asked us that? No one's asked us that. Okay. <laughs> no one's ever asked us that. But if you're wondering what our creative, what gets the juices flowing, so every time before, so every Wednesday before we, rec- we record, I always go to this restaurant, Risa, on the way, it's right near Jeff's. And the reason is because when we originally met to record, uh, you know, we're meeting right after work, right. and neither of us have a time to eat anything, and so we're stupidly going and we're doing a podcast that involves drinking whiskey on an empty stomach without any dinner, right? Which just wasn't good. And about, I don't know. 20, 30 episodes ago, we finally realized whenever, you know, that we need to eat something before before we do our recording, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's a place on the street and it's super quick and it's super inexpensive and it's pretty famous in Berlin. It's called Risa Chicken, R-I-S-A Chicken. Now it's like super duper fried chicken and they have a bunch of different menu options and like you can get so much if you have like 10 year old you can get so much fried chicken that you can feed you know a family of five yeah the thing is the reason we have to bring this up is because this isn't just like a normal chicken place we have to bring it up because it's weird it's a weird place they the people who work there first of all don't care like like (laughs) we've had so many conversations about how does this place make any profit because i don't get it because the standards are so low like like you'll order um uh, a small fries right like it comes with your meal small fries but Every, and I don't mean this like once in a while. This is the standard. They will pour, they'll fill the, the box of chicken up with fries and it equals about like five small fries. But, and, the, but they'll still put the little bag, like the little small fry bag. Just floating, on, floating on top. Just, just floating on top. Just to pretend that, yeah. Or, or, or you'll, this happens, just, and I mean every time, we'll, we'll order the, the four or five piece chicken tender set. So you usually yeah, get four pieces. And they never put just four. They'll throw eight in every time. Last Ten, week maybe. we had nine. They had not, I paid for four. And they, so they have options of four, six, or like nine, I think. And I always order four and they give us nine like or eight or seven, but never four and never five. It's always six to nine pieces. And I ordered four. And they just don't care. So I'm, I'm always wondering, how are they making money there? Yeah, and these menu items are really on average like five, six euro, like like for some of them, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the same menu items at KFC are going to cost you probably what they should cost you about like nine, 10 euro. They're really, it's for five euro, you're getting enough. And if you buy yourself personally a meal option, you eat it, you never finish it. Like there's enough to feed you for the next day. So like, and and the thing is these employees really just, 
a never smile they and they don't care they're haphazardly just throwing stuff in there like mounds of chicken not even paying attention to how much they're putting in and so what happens is you're always paying so little to get just an amazing amount of, of food and i just like, don't understand how they how they make a profit and like the chicken I, I think the chicken's actually pretty decent i think kfc is better but it's still really decent fried chicken yeah it's fine but it's but i think one of the reasons why it even tastes better is because you know like I, I for this huge feast I've paid like five euro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I recommend if you're in Berlin and, and, and you like fried chicken for for cheap, if you like cheap fried chicken, go to Risa. Check it out. It's it's an interesting spot and like it's and it's oh, there's turning over orders so so quickly. So you're in there. It's kind of like a madhouse. But uh, yeah, and I think one of the reasons because they're not they're, again they're like they're just not even looking. They're just like clunk clunk clunk. And actually, wh- like a it's like a tradition. Every time you come over, we're counting how much free food. <laughs> That day we received like, oh, f- like four extra tenders. Oh, today five extra tenders. Oh, six extra tenders. Ooh, an extra burger for no reason. An extra, like, like yeah. And, and the three pounds of fries, you know. It's, it's just, it's honestly, it's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, give that a shot. Yeah, we, we had to mention it just because we're, we've really questioned their, um, their business model. Like how do, how, like we always joke that their slogan is like breaking even once again. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if anyone's any, any insight to Reese's chicken, please, please let us know. I'm super interested. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they make money, but they've been around for, for, for a couple of years now. So obviously they're doing okay. I guess that's true. But you know what else has been around for a couple of years or maybe one year? We don't really know. Bud Spencer is Bud Spencer. The man, is he still alive? The man, Ooh. I, I, don't oh. know if he's still alive. We probably should have said he's been around and then he might not be. I don't know. He might not be around. But the Bud Spencer whiskey is definitely around. And um, yeah, let me just um, give little, you a little, little top off sipperoonie right there. Because you can't review something that you can't taste, right? I mean, because you can't, would be a terrible review. So this is again, Bud Spencer, the legend, single malt whiskey <laughs> by St. Killian Distillers. Uh, I'll read the back for you, but it's all in German, and I'm not going to embarrass myself right now. And just so you guys know, St. Killian is, is in and of itself uh, a pretty well-known German whiskey brand as well that we have not tried yet. Like well, We haven't. We, technically, I guess we are right now. Right now, but we haven't tried like just the St. Killian. Right. St. Killian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go. To Bud. Cheers. To Bud. May he rest in peace, or may he rest in the lion's bed. <laughs> in his bed, yes. Ooh. <laughs> Jeff just died. Oh my! God, that would it's smoky, man. Yeah, so it, it is very smoky, and was, I I do like a peaty, smoky whiskey. So um, I'm really digging it. It's, but the, the problem is, a lot of the flavor is like only smoke. There's yeah. not a lot else going on One for it. One more quick sip for me while you're talking. Yeah, there's not a whole lot else going on for it, but um, it still's got a, a nice. It's got a nice flavor. Like I, I do like it. I, I, I do like it. I don't love it, but I do like it. I, I'd say yeah. Be, beyond the smokiness, there isn't a ton there. It's got a good burn, of course. Got a good burn, like a, tons of peatiness. But there's not a whole lot f- flavor-wise beyond that. I'd say if, if you if you removed the smokiness, what would be left? Like not much. Yeah, th- I, I just didn't sip and through my nose, it tasted a bit of a sweetness in there. So it, it is a bit. It's not, I, it's it's not super complex. No, it's, it's not super complex. And I know it's how uh, pretentious using the word complex, Ooh, complex. in re- food reviews is. So I know. We, we try to avoid it. But but that's the best way to say it. Like, it's, it's just super complex. there's just not a lot going on there beyond the smokiness. And I'm not a huge smokiness f- guy. So if there's not a lot beyond the smokiness, it leaves some to be desired, at least for me. So what are you giving it, Jeff? What's your final verdict? Oh, my. Seven. I'm going to go seven, too. But I think I like it more than you do, which is weird. I'm still going to go 7. You can go 7.5 if you want to give it a little. Uh, yeah. I'll give it a 7. 
Okay. Yeah. But I I think it's a fun one to have, especially because it's a it's a fun bottle to have on your shelf. And like it's a whiskey I'm gonna drink again for sure. Cause I do like the smokiness. And it's a really good winter whiskey. Absolutely. Yeah, I think when I'm in the mood for smokiness, I'll go for this. Cause um, but I would say, um, cost wise, what was this? It was like forty five or forty eight at forty eight. Somewhere around there. Mm, yeah. So if you take the the price into account, it's it's for forty eight euro. You're not getting a whole lot. Like like I I would be more comfortable with this if it was more like thirty thirty five. Yeah. Considering I don't like it that much. It, like it's a little bit pricey for what it is. So I think seven is fair. Yeah, I think seven is fair for yeah. sure. But um, it does have a wood cap, a wood cork, which I always like. And um, has a picture of some yeah. guy punching the air. So that's always good. Not some guy, Bud Spencer. Oh sorry, the legend, the guy, the guy, the legend. But at the end of the day, I, I actually do like it even even though it's not anything special like i, I definitely want to drink this again yeah me too that, yeah that, that's kind of one of those weird things where it's like i know it's not that great but i still for some reason i want to drink more well, of i think it. i think yeah no i i drank just as much of it during this episode as i would any other whiskey you know what i mean and, but it's, i think it's one of those whiskeys that it, it won't be a daily drinker it's more like nah. once in a while you'll just be in the mood for for that peatiness yeah. and um but again, maybe you get that penis. I, I don't. I think you can, you can get the penis from from better scotch. Drinking a Lagavulin or something would yeah, be, exactly. be better I'd, off. I'd rather Lagavulin for sure. But hey, this is fun and it's got a cool logo. So, is it shelf worthy? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, Man, I'd say the price for me makes it not shelf worthy. If it was about ten euro less, it maybe would be yeah, shelf worthy. It was like thirty years something like that. But yeah, at, at its current and its current form, not yes. not on the shelf. More in the cupboard. Yeah, cupboard. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's a yeah. It is what it is, but uh, that's yeah. it, guys. There it is. Thanks again for guys for joining us again. If you know, if you're interested in maybe meeting up with us in person for the extravaganza, let us know. Yeah, please let us know, and uh, it's 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 gonna be a good time. <laughs> Just dying over here. It's gonna be a good time. I hope, uh, and it'll be more of a good time if more of you come. Uh, we'll, we'll ask you know everyone to be you know vaccinated and tested. And, and that's not only our ask, it's in it's actually law. So it's now it's the law. In order to enter a, a bar, you have to be vaccinated or recovered or te- tested negative. Uh, so so anyways, and, and like we said, there, there is the possibility of a free T-shirt. There might be. And by free, I mean, and by T-shirt, I mean an AGDW podcast T-shirt. And oh. you will really be, because at the moment we don't even have a T-shirt yet. So you will be one of the sole people on the planet to be rocking. You cool, will be the first person to rock a cool AGDW T-shirt. So. If uh, free things get you get your engine revenue, <laughs> then <laughs> that tickles your pickle. Then <laughs> this is the event for you. But uh, anyways, everyone, thanks again so, for so much for listening. We love we we love all of you. We really do. We love you with our hearts. With our hearts, absolutely. And um, you know, sounds sarcastic, but um, uh, you know, off, uh, I'll bring this up. You know, you guys are still here. Often after we record, we 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 do actually honestly from the bottom of our hearts, we 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 talk about this several times, like how lucky we are to have such amazing listeners and just the, sure, we do. the amazing questions and just messages we get and people saying that we we help we get a gave them motivation to move or we without us they wouldn't have moved to Germany or uh, I mean all these amazing things. So like it's we, extremely humbling yeah. and. Um, and yeah, and we're, and we're happy that that we can provide some kind of service. I guess we're like like I said, we're just two dudes drinking whiskey across from each other. But uh, if, if we can help in any way, it's it sounds it's you know that's really cool. A shout out to James uh, who recently was a listener of us. He he sent us just some free whiskey for no freaking reason, and it was pretty yes. aw- pretty awesome. Um, three different uh, tasters of different bottles. So, anyways, that's just, that's just an example of how cool you guys are. Yeah, we'll, we'll be drinking those in a in a 
future episode. So oh, yeah. Look out for that. Um, yeah, everyone. Let's again, get out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Get vaccinated. And stay thirsty. Cheers. Let's go, bud. Spencer. Bud Spencer. Our first one is uh, cars honking for Turkish weddings. Jeff? <laughs> Do you want to say something? Okay, oh, 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 you want me to go? I don't know. Okay. Um, ah, what he said, cars honking. So, uh, in, 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 um, I, I can't. can't <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Nothing came out there. In the States, when I buy uh, a, 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 a bot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was worse. <laughs> In the states, when I <laughs> in the state, I can't look at you. I'm not even laughing. I know, but I am. Okay. In the states, when you buy a, a, a box of grapes, they have you know holes at the bottom. Why <laughs> <laughs> you were fine? In the states, when when you buy a, uh, a <laughs> in the fucking states. <laughs> When I'm in the States and I buy a, a bag of grapes or a box of grapes, they usually have the holes at the bottom, so I guess. <laughs>